Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where each week we explore the world of hospitality by chatting with its most colorful characters. What's going on, Tim? Good to see you in the studio, Danny. Yeah, it's good to see you back in here, man. I always wonder when it's our last episode in this studio. Are we just <laughs> are we too lazy to? Move? Oh yeah, yeah, we are moving the studio. Yeah, I don't know what uh, my mental block is, but I need to just. Start I think yeah, we got to set some times. Uh, we are procrastinators, just like a lot of others out there. True. And uh, it makes us more relatable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we don't be doing too much. Yeah, of course. We hate work. (laughs) We hate doing things that are annoying, like moving furniture, schlepping. Not ideal. Let me ask you something. You like to go out to eat, right? Yeah, that's fair assessment of what I like to do. Would you say that most of your meals you go out to eat with your wife? Yes, Ellie. Ellie Green. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you guys ever split dishes? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm of the opinion. Variety is the spice of life. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. And my thing is, let's get two dishes that we both agree on, and then let's split them. Yeah, sure. I'm a bit of a more, I'm more of an adventurous so eater. Would you call that the tyranny split? It's called, it, in, in a close group of friends, it's referred to as the tyranny split, because I'm always up for a split. All right. Let's get two things we like, and let's split them. For sure. To indulge that variety of spice of Assuming life. Assuming that the people split them faithfully. Right. And that's the thing. I've run into this situation recently. Actually, not even, like, it's been an ongoing thing with me and Shannon, but she's always down for the split. She'll commit to the split, but then when the server comes and the pressure's on, she'll back out. She Oof. leaves me high and dry. Yeah, that's not good. And that's not cool because then you're scrambling because, you know, you could decide on, on if you've decided to well, have the half of two different things. Is built on balance. And trust. Once you subtract <laughs> out the balance, exactly. what are you left with? There's not a tyranny split. Yeah. You got a real greedy Alone gust situation. cannot stand. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So and what are you doing to rectify this? New partner? Well, then, or, you are know you what? Divorce? You know what's even worse is that sometimes she'll panic and she'll say, no, I'm going it alone. You're on your own. And then it's like, oh, shit, do I have to bring the thing that I nominated for the tyranny split? Or do I have to just rethink the whole thing entirely? Do I have to send a server out? Oh, like do you double the dish? Right. Well, I see, I don't like to double a dish. You're I don't a like dish to double. I'm not a dish doubler. I'm not a cocktail doubler either. I, I like it yeah. when everybody at the table gets a different drink I'm so with you can you. taste them. Yep. It goes back to balance. It goes to balance and variety being the spice of life, as 100%. we've as aforementioned on this <laughs> intro. <laughs> But another come full circle. The other prank Shannon's known to pull is she'll commit to the split and will order the split. And then when the food comes, she decides that her nominee is what she wants to eat all of. And then I'm stuck with my nominee. And and the thing is, it's not a good audible. It's not a good audible because it's something that I own. I'll nominate something that I am into for half of. Right. I'm not nominating something that I'd want all of. Mm. It's a different nomination. Yeah, that's no good. So anyway. Yeah. Oof, that's a tough situation. <laughs> I digress. Thanks for listening. Yeah. This public service announcement was brought to you by Tim and Danny. And I do I do still endorse the tyranny split. Yeah, the tyranny split's going to be big. <laughs> I think people around the world are going to refer to this as the tyranny split. Yeah. With and, my luck, it'll end up being some acrobatic move or something. And if like, you and Shannon break up as a result of this, then it would be a tyranny split. Uh, when you're married, it's referred to as a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, moving on. We've got a great episode for you this week. Uh, personal friend of both Danny and mine, Christiana Smith. Also, right. uh, her partner Gabe worked at Scofflaw Group for a while, was a chef at Scofflaw. Yeah, one of my favorite exec chefs of the Scofflaw Kitchen. That's right. Who brought such bangers as the BLT oysters. That's right. Favorite dish. And he, I think he introduced larger format dishes like the half chicken and I think like a steak frite and stuff like that. Yum. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Christiana's worked at Land and Sea Department since the first Parsons opened, so very early on in uh, that company. And she's held a variety of roles. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, a fixer of sorts. Yeah. Um, I guess her most recent title is Director, Director of Finance. Finance. Yeah. Jinx. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we try to peek behind the curtain and uh, figure out what makes uh, Land and Sea tick. We talk about uh, Chicago Athletic Association, that was a big project for them, kind of stepping into the hotel space. Yeah, and just the evolution of Land and Sea and uh, the journey. Yeah, so without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Christiana Smith. This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Host Ready to Drink Premium Bottled Cocktails. Choose from Old Fashioned, Martini, and coming soon, a Manhattan. For more information, go to Host, that's H-O-S-T-E, cocktails.com, connect with quality. 
Yeah. Christy, I learned what 4-H meant as you kept oh. bringing it up. And I finally asked Catherine Ann when she was in the booth. So I was like, what is 4-H? Christy was talking about it and you were just nodding along. Yeah, I was like, and yeah. Now so, you know, oh, yeah. You it was very <laughs> convincing. Pretending. Was very Why were convincing. you guys talking about 4-H? Because uh, I was a 4-H-er. You were a 4-H-er. Uh, you're talking to the blue ribbon chicken handler of the Santa Fe County Fair. Okay. Oh. Booyah. So this goes back to New Mexico. Starting on a high note. It's like what farm kids do. Yeah, no, I know what it is. I'm oh, from farmland. Yeah, I'm not. No, Danny's from... Yeah, uh, tell me about it, guys. Dan, Danny's from uh, Skid Row, downtown LA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. Now, real quick, I have license to call Christiana Christy. Mm -hmm. She personally granted me that access. I don't believe Danny has re reached that <laughs> level with you. Wow. It's going to be a much longer podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, much yeah, do you prefer being called Christiana or Christy? Um, I probably prefer... For Christiana, but I made a fatal error uh, 11, 11 years ago when I allowed one of the partners to call me Christy. And so now from then on in my professional life, a lot of people call me Christy because Pete Tolson said, hey, can I call you Christy? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Think of all the time he's saved in his life, though, I by mean, dropping those syllables. It takes syllables. half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But weirdly, my email address is my full name. And then it's so it's like nine letters, and every time I have to give my email address to someone, I'm like, okay, ready? Yeah, well, here it comes. Here, you got yeah. a pen and paper? Yeah. Let's go. Did you miss any letters? No, they always do. Um, all right, so you've been with Land and Sea for a long time. Long over ten years. Okay, so that was so was the first so Parsons at that point and Longman and Eagle. Uh, pre Parsons, so I oh, came whoa. on to open Parsons. Wow. Is that your first project? Right, so you're, that's that like was my the first project. I, if you, depending on who you talked to in the company, I was hired as an intern. I didn't know it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, paid or unpaid? Uh, well, mm, a little paid. I, so we just, <laughs> I just had my ten year anniversary, and uh, Tolson printed out. Tolson printed out the um, one of the first emails that he sent to me to like offer me a job and it's just like all question marks like if you'd be interested in that <laughs> that's um, the kind of sort of thing you'd like <laughs> if that would be okay with you as not to impose uh-huh uh, uh yeah i mean i consider that the beginning because longman's like a joint thing yeah yeah it's so it was Lancey's of... first independent project that was just us yeah so i you know you kind of alluded to it before we started recording but how does that land and sea compare to today? Or like, how I was mean, the energy versus, you know? I, I mean, we were all, I was thinking about it while I was driving here. Tolson was my age when I started. So yeah. I can, it's like a real perspective shift. Uh, yeah. You know, it was like a, it was me and four dudes in a warehouse. There was, I mean, there was no same infrastructure. Office, right? Same office, but we didn't have upstairs. So we were downstairs. Um, there was nowhere for me to sit, so I sat, sat on the table that had the printer on it, but it was just a piece of wood on horseshoes, so if anybody printed, it would just start shaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it was like... Yeah, scrappy. It was also, scrappy. Like, it was really scrappy. That's Let's cool. describe that office, because I've been to like pop-up dinners, I've been to parties there, yeah. but it's like you've got a wood shop in the Correct. back, yeah. you've got Cody's kind of artist corner, mm -hmm. um, the upstairs, like before... What was upstairs before? Just unfinished? So there used to be a, an apartment up there. Oh, really? And so when there's no, the, there's nothing between the floor of upstairs and downstairs. So when they'd have parties upstairs, I mean, it was like, it's old timber. They'd have parties upstairs and we'd come into the office and there'd be red wine on everyone's desk because somebody in the party upstairs spilled wine. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it was crazy. And they'd like have bad band practices and we had to be like, hey, can you wait till three o'clock to have your band practice just so oh, we can get man. some work done? Did you ever work out of Parsons just because it was not there and more convenient <laughs> to where you live? I mean, I... No, I mean, there's not really an office there. Okay. I think it became pretty quickly clear that I'm not a front of house sort of person. Yeah. I mean, I remember I, um, I don't know why, but for friends and family, for persons, I was the host. So I originally had gone to them. Okay, so I came to Chicago. I sat down with Pete Tolson and I said, hey, I don't know anything about the restaurant industry. I've just moved to the city. Uh, you know, I got your contact, but I... And, he worked in music. He used to work in music. I used to work in music. Um, and I said, I want to do this. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to come and learn how you guys do this. Um, but mostly I want to learn to be a bartender. This is like the forever joke. 
Um, and he was like, okay, yeah, you know, I had a photography back for, background. He was like, well, maybe we can use it for that. And, you know, we, we're going to have work to open this. So come and, I guess, be our intern. Um, <laughs> and uh, the joke is I never learned to bartend. That was all I wanted to do is learn how to bartend. And here I am 10 years later. I still, you know. You still want to learn? To bartend? I know a guy. <sighs> yeah. Gosh, right. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You gotta, you gotta work at night. Yeah. You gotta true. be up until the bars close. Yeah, you know, hours like, not ideal. I'm boring now. Yeah, <laughs> we all are. Um, anyway, so I was a host for the first friends and family, and I, I mean, I am not. I'm better now, maybe at that, but you know, I was like, what was I, 27, 28? I mean, I was. I did not give a fuck about anything. Um, and so, like, I would go out, I'd be, like, screaming people's names, just, like, walking through, like, I, like with, it, it was a whole thing. <laughs> I, I, was, I remember that, uh, Friends and Family opening. Uh, when it was the shared booth seating. Yeah, I remember the shared yeah. booth seating. <laughs> Robert McAdams' yeah. original. <laughs> Do you guys still remind him of it today? No, no, no. I would never. He'll never listen to this, so we're fine. <laughs> um, I remember that actually. Oh my god! So and could you imagine? I mean, I I was a host on and off those first couple months, seating people and being like, no, 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 you can't sit on either side of this booth. It's shared, so yeah. you'll be sitting on this side of the booth, and somebody else will be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say. Somebody else will be sitting on this side. And, you know, honestly, people did pretty well and they made friends, but uh, I, it was a real change of expectation, I guess. Yeah. I mean, hey, you pivoted. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and it was a different time. We had, there was, I got maybe 20 seats inside. How far along was the concept when you came on board? Um, we, the building wasn't finished being built. But it was mostly there. What, what was there before? Um, it w- it been a bunch of things. I think most recently it had been some sort of fast food takeout place. Oh. I I had just come to Chicago, so I'd only for been a long time. I'd yeah. only been in Chicago for less than a year at that point. So yeah, it was vacant for a while. Um, but when we before we opened, people would come. Through. I remember distinctly somebody came and knocked on the door. We were working inside before we opened. And uh, she knocked on the window, very nice woman. And she said, just so you know, you're on a gang boundary. So in the summer, this is where the shooting starts, right here on this boulevard. And we were like, okay, thank you very much. Good to know. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Come back when we're open. Um, So, yeah. Actually, Scofflaw, have I ever told you the story of why I moved here? Mm -mm. Okay. So uh, I, my whole life had exploded. I came through. I knew Gabe, obviously, my partner. Do you partner. want to talk about how your life had exploded before that or no? I mean, sure, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, was this not, in New York? Yeah, so I lived in New York. I was in New York for a number of years, nine years maybe. Um, yeah. And I worked in music. I ended up marrying a musician. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a great way to spend my early 20s. <laughs> yeah, I won't yeah. lie. I traveled a lot. You know, I learned a lot. I got to do things that I probably never thought I'd do, see places I never thought I could see. Um, but the funny thing about that is if you get a divorce from a musician, people don't choose you. They choose the musician. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, I was like, well, fuck it. And so then I just started driving around the com- country with my dog at the time. And then I moved to Africa for a while. Whoa. It's a whole bigger story. Whoa. Yeah. How long were um, you in Africa? You don't have to go into details. but I mean, I, ha- I had like time. a uh, – I think I had a six-month contract and I did like – Three or four, so I moved. I moved to Sudan to teach um, English at a university there, which I had, uh, you know, previous working in music. I kind of thought, man, I could work in a nonprofit. I could, you know, help the world be a better place. Um, but the thing about uh, the thing about Sudan and like Northern Africa in general is you really have to be committed to that part of the world. It is really a complicated place, um, and it's it can be. It, it 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 it's a change of. Uh, it's very different from New York living with. Your oh musician. my god, moving from New York <laughs> to Khartoum was a massive change yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't you know I realized when I was there I was like this is not this doesn't make my heart go boom 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 and if you're gonna work in that environment if you're gonna be committed to it that has to be your number one commitment so it wasn't for me anyway I came back but the reason I moved to Chicago is Gabe took me to Scofflaw and we were sitting at the bar. And he said, well, had, have you ever tried Malort? And I said, no, I have no idea what that is. And he was like, okay. And I got up and went to the bathroom. I came back and there were two shots of Malort. 
And I tried it, and everybody knows it tastes terrible. Um, <laughs> but then it kind of became this thing that anytime any one of us got up, the other person would order two shots of Malort. <laughs> it would just be sitting there. And so we closed down Scofflot, and I was absolutely wasted because um, we'd had like seven or eight shots of Malort plus our normal <laughs> drinks. And Dave goes, I know this, four o'clock bar. And I said, I want to get in a fight, which like. Uh, can I guess where it is? Continental. What? No, the owl. Oh, if you <laughs> so want to get your ass you kicked, so, I'm sorry because that's just that's <laughs> infamous. Like, Let me give you a guess right here. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to get your ass kicked, go to the Continental. But you wouldn't walk there, would you? From Scofflaw, that's a long walk. Yeah, yeah. It is a long walk. They're both I, kind of. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but uh, we were wasted. It was. Yeah. You know, All right, sorry, the bar. Dales. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, so we go, and I'm like, I want to get in a fight. I've never been in a fight in my whole life. I have no. I'm. I am a weakling in this world. But for whatever reason, I was like drunk on Malort. I was in Chicago. I was going to go in a fight. We start walking. We're walking up Kedzie, blah, blah, blah. And just randomly on a street corner, some guy goes for a high five. And I'm like, yeah, got to go get a fight. And then like two blocks later, another random person goes up and goes for a high five. And I'm like, yeah. And then we finally get to the owl. And right outside of the owl, someone's like, yeah, high five. And I was like, yeah, high five. I love Chicago. (laughs) I love it here. I love all of you. So... Um, without Scofflaw, I wouldn't be in Chicago. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> it sounds like without Malort. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can share. They can share that privilege yeah. and burden. Now, I think Malort. So Matt Haddock, the producer of our pod, he lives in the Bay Area. He was in town a couple weeks ago, and I took him to Nine Bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Lily's like, well, he should have a shot of Malort while he's here. And then Lily and I had a shot with him, and I enjoyed it. I don't think it's that bad. I think once you've had it a bunch of times. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's the shock factor because you like, don't expect to taste a spirit that tastes like, like that. It's like tire and grass. <laughs> no, it's like grapefruit rind and and gas. Yeah, just so <laughs> it's very bitter. I've heard hairspray used to describe it before. I mean, I have a soft spot for it, yeah, obviously. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's fine. I, I'm, I don't subscribe to the shock factor of malort i'm not like go try this it's gonna wait how did you know gabe if you came here and you weren't living here me and gabe have known each other so we share a best friend oh, so i've known i don't gabe think i ever since... knew this oh yeah i've known gabe since i was 18 oh or 17 my favorite my fa- oh i had no idea i mean <laughs> gabe's favorite... from like maryland You're he's from, from maryland yeah yeah yeah. so, so uh, we... how does that make any sense uh so uh we share a best friend his name is uh joe um, our f- shared best friend, Joe, uh, fell in love with this girl and her family, I mean, she, we were all teenagers. Her family took a year in Annapolis, Maryland. They were, they're, um, like naval professors, stuff? they're professors at, um, St. John's, okay. oh, got it. St. John's yes, College. Yeah. There's two locations. So if you teach in the Great Santa Fe program, correct. Yeah. So the smarty pants. Um, so if you teach in Santa Fe, you can also teach in uh, the Maryland campus. You can go and do a year. So they went to do, it, to do a year. So he went out to chase this girl who, at the time, refused to date him. To convince her to date him, it was, I mean, he took like a Greyhound bus around across the country and had like nowhere to sleep. It was like very classic. It was so romantic. It, well, she dated him. It worked. Yeah. Um, but while he was out there, he met Gabe, who was, you know, doing whatever Gabe did as a teenager going out you know i would love to know um gabe gabe was like a he's like a free spirit i don't want to speak for him but he was a free spirit you know so then he when joe came back he brought gabe with him and so and they lived in this like one bedroom tower it was like about the size of this room and they slept in like there was like a kitchen level a main level and then like a balcony level and that was it they and it was like so small footprint and three three levels yeah yeah, yeah. um anyway a tower so that's how i met gabe originally came back with joe when joe came back and we were kind of like a three musketeer situation all dating other people so um, when you were in chicago and going to scoffle you were visiting gabe i was visiting gabe Got yes it. correct okay. but you were not romantically involved yet <clears throat> no I, he was the top of my bucket list though Wow, so, it worked out. He was like the number one. T- well, so this is the other story. Somebody, somebody's going to hear this who like works with him. It's going to be really embarrassing. I can't help it though. It's my favorite. And I think about it all the time. So when I was like, whatever, 18 or 19, and we were all getting drunk together. Maybe I was 20. We're all getting drunk together. I mean, I was 21. Um, yeah. We were all drinking together. And him and I are in this room. We're very drunk. And I looked at him and I was like, Gabe. He'd be really hot if you weren't so short. <laughs> and he, I swear to fucking God, he looked me up and down. He said, 
I've had taller women than you, and walked out of the room. And I thought about that for, you know, the, the subsequent 10 years or so. Wow. <laughs> 10 years. Uh. All right, so you get to Chicago uh-huh. in, uh, you know, kind of a wild, circuitous route. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start working for Land and Sea mm-hmm. as a, you know, an intern, a uh, yeah, quote-unquote intern. intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess at what, like, what's your first role within the company after that? First official outside oh, of intern. Oh, God. I don't you were, know. Like, hosting well, at, they used at to let Parsons. me just choose my own um, titles. Okay. So I could just make up. At one point, I had Fixer as a title. That's I don't a think they one. really liked it very much. <laughs> um, and then maybe, I can't even remember. I think I had. At some point, I had director of business affairs. Yeah, that, that was the one that I had remembered most yeah. recently before director of finance. Yeah, that was the most recent before. I mean, okay. my, I would say my long-term memory. Has the job changed or just your title changed? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, ultimately, because I, mean, I started so early, yeah. it's like at, it used to just be me and the four partners. So at that point, I did like all the corporate level like administrative work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I kind of am a catch-all. I can do most things, except for I'm not a good – I'm not a restaurant manager. That's not – I appreciate that skill that people have, and it is not one that I am successful at. But you're more like – it seems like higher level seeing – Yeah, like the boring stuff. You yeah. know, like the boring – there's like – as you guys both know, there's so much – slog of running a restaurant yeah. that sucks to do but without doing you couldn't do it, it doesn't work yeah did you work most with pete like over the years of all the partners i've worked with all of them i mean you it know they all depends. they all have different different roles in the company and it it's that's a, that's a hard one to kind of like give to be clear about what like i know if you ask me who does this i'd say well so-and-so does this um, but to define the role is hard. But they don't. They just all take partner as a as as their designation, and they all are involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all very hands on. We meet with them every week. We talk to them every day. You yeah. Know, like, In my mind, Land and Sea is kind of like an artist coalition that does restaurants. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's always been at, outside of the box. It's like a creative concept studio. I think is yeah. really how we've always described it. It's and you know, restaurants are that too. They're a meeting place for a a bunch of weirdos first, right? And people who largely don't want or for or can't be part of like a traditional environment. Like you know, like a, the artists and the fun people of the, the people of my people yeah, yeah. And um, i think uh jason hamill talked about like that kind of artist community at yeah. lula and how yeah. when he started it was just kind of a hangout for people who were doing unconventional things an yeah. artist community and yeah. a place to hang out and also it evolved into the restaurant that was built around that group yeah yeah and i'm we have a lot of those roots right i mean it it changes when you get bigger yeah you know it's hard to hold on to that we try i think we do it in we do it by being a a commitment to like being very fair like we're we i'm you know before affordable care act we offered subsidized health insurance we i i remember i tried to take parsons to market like to try and get a company to give us a a bid to do health insurance and that num they wouldn't talk to us I wouldn't. I, like, Blue Cross was like, mm, we don't do restaurants. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it was like no a restaurant did. thing or not, or that you weren't a big enough Both. numbers? Both. Okay. Um, and we actually ended up using a company that went bankrupt. But they were like the only option that we had that would give health insurance, would would do a quote of health insurance for our particular weird demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that we like felt very passionate about. Yeah, that's great. So, like, what are some of the things and innovations, I think, you know, of Land and Sea that you have been a part of, I guess? Like, things that maybe initiatives, health insurance being one of them. Other yeah. things that you're, like... Benefit <laughs> stuff, yeah. yeah. That you've um, been, like, passionate about seeing it through. Uh, at one point... <laughs> at one point, we had uh, feral cats. We had a feral... We kept a feral cat colony at uh, Parsons in the back. <laughs> <laughs> for pest control. Oh, that's smart. So yeah, in the alley so that Whoa. they, you know, 
And then the problem did was... Did it work? It did. Um, but there is a problem, which is uh, they all eventually were like, why would we want to live at a restaurant? There's a bunch of people here, except for one cat that we named Buckets. And Buckets stopped being feral. And suddenly we had a non-feral cat that wanted mm, to like come and hang. be pet. Yeah. yeah. Buckets had a bunch of other names. I can't remember what they were. It's like bucket something, something, something. I mean, no um, name is as good as Pizza Window. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> That's Christy's dog. I know, but explain the story. <laughs> yeah, tell I didn't know, I mean, there's no story. My daughter named uh, our dog Pizza Window. She's a really great namer. I mean, for a, yeah, everybody a, thinks her kid is really is spectacular. So I don't want to oversell it. But uh, she's very good at naming. She had uh, Pizza Window. Strawberry Boo is yeah, her chicken. Yeah, Strawberry Boo. Yeah, um, great. Princess Sparkle was the jumping spider. Mm. Um, <laughs> what, does right. p- what does Pizza Window go for? Go as by sh- oh, go pizza. as for short. Pizza. Go by. What's his nickname? Yeah. Nickname. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he, he had a stroke. Short. Yeah, yeah. Pizza a Window. We don't. You just say Pizza Window. Yeah. No abbreviation. No abbreviation. And is it named? Whose Pizza Window is it named after? I just, just in general. Talk to my two-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> talk to This episode is brought to you by Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, a tasty, versatile spirit. Created in Chicago in 2012, the product was born out of a need for a bespoke iteration of the Old Tom style, which is the slightly sweeter predecessor to London Dry. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin carries classic notes of orange peel, juniper, and coriander while balancing on a subtle floral edge thanks to the addition of osmanthus blossoms. Its elevated proof is suitable in cocktails or unadorned. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, complete your bar. So after after Parsons, what was the next big project? Was it um, this Cherry Circle Room? Yeah, yeah. which is how we met. Yeah. Well, yeah, me yeah. and you personally. Yeah, we met at one of those would... like the Dose Markets or whatever it was. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah, the Dose it, Markets. Because uh, I had been trying to get in contact with you guys because you know remember Quinn? Yeah, Quinn. Quinn Wharton. Quinn, the dancer photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had mentioned that you guys were manufacturing here. Ah. Uh-huh. And we were looking to try and bring sh- Chicago people on to the project downtown. Yeah. And so, so we're talking about Chicago Athletic Association yes. Hotel. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's talk about the origin story for that. How did Land and Sea get involved? Because it's a Pritzker project. It and is. It's kind of like a, like, yeah, so let's they, revitalize they this beautiful historic club. That, was, that had historically been a men's club. Mm-hmm. And it was close to the public. It's actually where the cubs get their logo yes yes uh, it's the only place in the world that you can because it's in it's like a, in the mosaics it's I didn't the only know place that. it's the only place that you can have it without having to pay for whatever yeah. oh. in the There's elevator a, they have the, like the logo i think it was the fencing it was floor. it was the fencing floor so yeah. you know the history I of the building history. better than me Sims pretending um, to not know well, when you do the research for the uniform design <laughs> you got to know all the details it's true um and there he was a, the person the owner of the Cubs was a member of the Chicago Athletic Association, and so he, I think he bought it for like some, like five dollars or something, some sort of eighteen hundreds amount was like of money, two million dollars <laughs> yeah. back then. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it had never been open to the public, um, and they brought us on to um, manage the second floor, um, which includes Cherry Circle Room, which is like used to be the like main private dining room there's no windows it's it was really cool i mean it was it's such a piece of chicago history there's so much amazing um woodwork and um craftsmanship that we just yeah. don't you just i don't love have. those lights in the ceiling the like stalactites the yeah 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 in, in the white city ballroom yeah. Yeah. yeah which it was interesting because as i recall and gosh hopefully nobody really calls me out on this but as i recall they'd put a drop ceiling over them and so they'd cut a couple of them or kind of a larger percentage of them and so they hired a plaster company to remake the um light the light fixtures there's like these large light fixtures that end with a single bulb um and the plaster company was the same company that had made the originals in the 1800s whoa it's very still in business they're still in business yeah wow it was pretty neat that is very neat. and actually the company that did our leather bound menus i mm, don't quote me on that one 
<laughs> but there's a lot of, you know, people come in a lot and they, they say, oh, well, I was a member of this club, huh. you know, and because it didn't close. It was still open, you know, up until, I think, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My business partner, Jim, I think his grandpa was like a president of the club at one point or something like that. When we first reopened, as I recall, a lot of people would come in and be like, well, it didn't used to be like this. And we'd be like, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. When we did the uniforms, I think I've told the story on the pod before, but we set up in the ballroom and I, like did alterations on site. I remember that. And I have if, pictures from it. It came up in my, my photo memories. Oh, really? Yeah. And if you had to go out in the hall, you had to wear a hard hat because it was still under mm-hmm. construction. Yeah. It's that was a fun one. So that uh, so the second floor, so there's four concepts. Correct. Drawing room, cherry circle room, mm-hmm. game room, mm-hmm. and milk room. Yes. And those, what well, what was that? I know the dining room you said was the dining room before, but what was like that gigantic room? I don't know. It got that room? was all redone. That was that doesn't have. A, that's not some of the um, like cherry circle room was protected, uh, was landmarked, hmm. but game room wasn't. So that was kind of all redone with an eye on what it looked like historically and to fit in with the building, but to kind of give us more space. We had yeah, to, you know, beautiful. build a kitchen and an office and stuff. And what was, um, so Milk Room's very tiny. It is. What was that spot? Was know. it like a coat room? Yeah, it had, it, had it had to be a coat room of some okay. sort. I haven't um, been there in a minute. I got absolutely lit there on a birthday. Uh, and then <laughs> I went downstairs and had Shake Shack. Yeah, that's a park. good one. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a good one too. It was a good birthday. Um, cool. So what was it like working with, did you guys work... I guess, who was your boss on that project? Did you have to get approval from... I know they were so um, specific about the interior design and the restoration project. Yeah. Were there certain things you guys had to stick to there from the design point? Yeah, so we got to do some design work with Cherry Circle Room and make a couple... You know, we did the booths and did some of the cabinetry work in the um, in the woodshop mode, our, our sister company. Um, uh, but a lot of it kind of came preloaded, you know, that the project was bigger than us. Um, and presented like a real different way of operating for us. Yeah. Having historically been a neighborhood concept, you know. Yeah, to, what to were work. the challenges, I guess, operating downtown versus... It's just know, a totally different clientele. We, we I don't <laughs> think we'd really... When we first opened, we didn't understand that it was going to be like... There's just a whole different corporate, private event, semi-private event world that we hadn't really ever been part of. Um, so like building out that part of land and sea and like the, and how that business really works. Like we just didn't, we were, you know, we weren't, we didn't know then that it would be such a big part. And I think it's the case for most downtown restaurants, um, that, you know, there's a lot of like company, you know, outings together and like servicing that and serving, servicing that within the hotel is like a big part of that project as well. Well, as the fixer, were you always excited for like these new challenges and the new different dimensions? I mean, of the I love I love opening restaurants. I really love opening restaurants. I mean, I've opened a bunch. I've opened like twelve, I think. I want to say somewhere in there. Uh, and like, were you going to Nashville too for the new stuff? For the for Dicey's? Yeah, or to Austin well, and Nashville, right? Well, no, I don't, I'm not as on site as much as I used to be. Yeah. So it's like, you know. And I was also pregnant. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really pregnant. Change things a little bit. So I think I, I think I want to say Dicey's downtown or Dicey's in Nashville opened. I want to say like a couple weeks after I had my baby, maybe. Yeah. So um, and also there's people who are like more inclined to it, right? Like I, I'm good at at the. I, I always say, like, I'm really busy until it's time for operations to be busy. Like, I am dying, you know, eight weeks before. I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. There's so much work. And then by the time we get to opening, I can I hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. Enjoy like this, enjoy this restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's that timeline like? I mean, I know it's probably project by project. But yeah. From concept to, like, open. It depends. I mean, on there's average. so there's too many different variables. What's the on fastest it. you've ever turned from concept to open? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Are the Parsons like doing new Parsons? Is it kind of quicker and quicker each time? And some, and I mean, doing since you have an established yeah, formula, I mean, and it's like you know what it's going to for be. sure. But it kind of depends on the property so much. Yeah. you know, like there's, it, it, I, we've worked, we've done projects that have been completely. The building was something else was a mechanic shop, for instance. Yeah. Which is just a lot of work to get that to be a kitchen versus mm-hmm. taking over 
a, a location that already has some of that infrastructure, it's always going to be faster. Fair enough. Like West Town was... Correct, yeah. What was that called? Old Oak Tap yeah. before. Yeah, correct. Um, so that makes it a little bit... A little bit easier, a little faster, right? Yeah. And we do, I mean, you know, uh, Robert McAdams, who's one of the partners, is um, uh, a, a GC and does can, has so much, has, has a great design sense for spaces and a lot of capabilities in terms of, like, building something yeah. from his vision. Um, and so uh, sometimes it depends on what, how much time we can have in term, like with our team to get there to get it there yeah what has been the the hardest opening for you in terms of the most challenges or things that you had to fix oh yeah uh what has been the hardest opening the most challenges that we need to fix i don't know they're, they're all hard see i told you this was going to be the most no, boring no, one the most boring, boring no, I interview i think it's been great um uh what has been? The, I, they've all been challenging. I mean, I think the ones in the beginning were challenging because we really didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, we were really just like every time it was we were going to do it. I remember we were opening Cherry Circle Room, and they said, "Oh, who's your credit card processor?" And we said, uh, "I'll get right back to you." <laughs> I think we were like less than a week from opening, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, well, let us know your credit card processor." And I was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. Absolutely. You'll be the first Absolutely. to know. Yeah. And then when I finally got there, it was like, I, the director of finance was like, how did you get this done so quickly? And I was like, I don't know. I just didn't assume there was any other option. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But it seems like you're very quick at learning on the fly and maybe the whole team is. Yeah. I mean, we're scrappy. We were scrappy then. We're still sort of scrappy. I yeah. mean, I've, I, I, there's not the longer I do this, the more I realize there's not there's not like a prescription of how this is done. You know, you can't. Everybody kind of we're all trying to get to the same end result, yeah. but you can get there a bunch of different ways. There isn't like it, it, there there's not a rules book for this, um, and that keeps it interesting. You know, and like if you can be agile, um, you can do more yeah. all around. And now is it? relatively speaking is it much easier for you to open a concept as land and sea than it used to be oh yeah for sure i mean part of it is just we we have we know we know we know more than we did then we have an idea about what it's going to take we you know we know what lead times are we know you know and that covid kind of screwed that up everything got a little bit weird in terms of cost and lead time Mm -hmm. as i'm sure everybody on this podcast says yeah um but you know, we're, there's always surprises, but there's not they're not the same level of surprise, you know? Yeah. And if you could go back in time to, you know, 27, 28-year-old Christiana, what are the things that you feel like would have been helpful to know then or things that someone, someone like you would, uh, it would behoove them to learn X things before getting into like this kind of business? Or is it just like the experience of doing it? Well, I mean, I think it's also just like a mind state, right? Like yeah. if you are open and patient and committed, I think you can pretty much do anything, right? I mean, it's it, in Were our you industry. always that way? No, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I was impatient and uh, arrogant. Um, and it took, a, it took some, it took missteps and it took uh, some real, um, soul searching some real growing up i guess probably my prefrontal cortex needed to finish developing (laughs) probably but um and in some ways it's like i think that the industry needs that sort of energy it needs people who are hungry and people who want it um and those same people need to learn to temper themselves a little bit like there's a balance there um so yeah, I don't know. I'd say go for it. Whatever. Yeah. I think I have less. I was more worried then than I am now. Now it's like you kind of feel the ebb and flow of how business runs, and it doesn't feel as you know the first time something didn't go right. I it it really affected me, and I felt a lot of responsibility for it. Um, and now I recognize that you know it's a long process. Life is long. You know. The, who knows where it's going to end? Who knows what's going to come back? What you started with that will work or doesn't work? And someone you worked with maybe one year will leave and you'll, they'll come back 
four years later. Yeah. Um, and we've had, you know, Land and Sea has been fortunate that a lot of people have um, stayed with the company, come back to the company, you know, we, we you know, many of the people who've worked with us have worked for us. I mean, my tenure is the oldest, but not by too much. I mean, there's a lot of people right behind me. Yeah, Ginny, Carrie have been there for a long time. Yeah, I think um, eight years for both of them. Yeah. Um, and even on like a, on the ground level, we have people who have been, you know, we have runners who have been with it. We have a prep cook that opened, par- we have two prep cooks that opened Parsons 10 yeah, years ago. They've been with wild. us the whole time. I mean, yeah, Charlie's been there a while. Yeah. I don't know how this will sound, oh. but I think that what you have accomplished coming in as a 27, 28 year old with no experience in this business yeah. to where you are now is so cool. Um, and just the more I've gotten to know you and like, I mean, I mean, that's the cool thing about the restaurant industry is that you can do that. You can do that. You don't see a lot of hedge fund managers that come in without experience and get to move up and learn the business. And what I mean, at least I don't know. I I assume they all go to. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't speak. No, no, I think that's probably fair. Like the restaurant industry. And maybe it's because there isn't a set rule book. Right. But and also because I think it's run by people who are who are open to that right like in a traditional corporate environment i don't know i i I often say like could i do this i could do this job for another industry but would anybody even let me in the door like i've got 10 years of progressive experience but it's only in the restaurant industry that people are like yeah you got this Yeah, there's some that, there's truth there. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Once um you guys start humming and people will see the success of your concepts, I assume a lot of opportunities come your way. Are there certain things where you're like, this is just not something we would do? Like, are there things that you've sure. passed on over of the years? Of course, of course. Are there things well, that you guys you, passed on that you regret? Of course. Uh, <laughs> anything that you can speak to? No. No. Of course, I mean, of actually, not. no, yeah. no, of course there's nothing. There's nothing. No regrets. <laughs> Ten years, no or, regrets. Or something that you said yes to maybe that you guys were like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's it's the same. It's ebb and flow, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same as shared booths. Yeah. I you mean, know, yeah. like had, in retrospect, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you we had sink that. swim. It failed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over the years, we've had plenty of opportunities where we're like, oh, man, I'm so bummed that didn't work out. And then when we look back, and we're like, that would have killed yep. us. Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking on a personal level. Stock went into, went into crypto. Yeah. Full pivot into crypto. Yeah, yeah we there you go. Mining. Yeah. We, we there you go. Turned the factory into a mining field. <laughs> uh, no, that is a good question. Like, yeah, you must get a lot of... I mean, we do too. Like, random yeah, opportunities. Like, hey, we have this know. building here. Do you want to put something in it? Yeah, like, everybody... Uh, and, you know, I think um, uh, the partners are really good about hearing everyone out, I think. You know, they they get assaulted a lot more than me. It's only like if somebody scrapes the website and they find my email and they're like, hey, yeah. um, would you be interested in this new software? Yeah. Um, you probably got reached out to more when it just said Fixer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did it say Fixer no, on the website? It, I don't, I don't know if it did. did. I don't that even think pre, we had a good yeah, website then. Website. It was like the Land and Sea website was like a splash pad that yeah, showed exactly. like some concerts we'd had. Yeah. I bring um, a lot of opportunities to Danny. He's never taken me up on it. But while I have your attention, <laughs> yeah. I may as well okay. pitch you yeah. a hear. bar uh-huh. that's just high life and pickled eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I'm there. I think I'm it's there. Got legs. Are you funding this? Sure. Yeah, there we go. We got it. This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. Christy, comma, Anna, mm-hmm. what is your death row meal? Oh, my God. Oh. Do you have to say something that Gabe makes? Pizza window. <laughs> Do I have to? I didn't even <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Better throw oh, something in. Gabe, I'm so sorry. Actually, I'm this so is a good sorry. question for Danny. What was your... Because Gabe did... Was yeah, the Gabe, chef at Scofflaw. Gabe what, is the father makes, of my children, yeah, just to be it, clear. He yeah, makes right. incredible food. What was, what was your favorite Gabe dish, if you had to pick one? 
Wow, that is a great question. Hmm, Gabe's specific dish. He did like these uh, like larger format, like the chicken, the half mm-hmm. chicken and stuff that had like really fun accoutrement from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's close to, I mean, he did way cooler stuff than that. I'm just kind of like blanking. Um, I'll think about it. I'll come um, back you to know you. what it is from here that he did? It's the um, the potatoes, the uh, Bloody Mary potatoes. Yeah, people love those Bloody yeah. Mary potatoes. Which I think is... We still get people question, like, I think, asking I about I think it's it. a rip of something else, though. <laughs> yeah, so I probably that. shouldn't say that. Everything's a rip of something that's else. It. There's nobody's original. If, There's yeah, no such yeah. thing as being original. Yeah. Um, my death row meal, probably something from New Mexico. I would probably go enchiladas, red chili enchiladas with an egg on top and a soap pea on the side okay cool. flour or corn tortillas it's, a, it's only corn only corn only corn yeah new mexico in texas they're flour. I, well did i say texas no you didn't but you know people um, have a different purpose i i'm a flour guy yeah it's well one of my many faults i you know the food in new mexico is really unique it's like a real microculture of food um it's a state i've not been to but would love to visit you should go you'd like it it has you know it's it's santa fe is really having like a moment right now um and it's real different from when when i grew up there um but it's lovely yeah for whatever reason i went to a very small college it was like 1500 kids and a ton of them were from santa fe really yeah it was weird they pulled a lot from santa fe and a lot from like denver What college lake forest college how weird yeah very weird college Huh. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. What's your favorite hidden gem restaurant? Oh, my favorite hidden gem restaurant? I can't tell if you're excited to answer or if you're... <laughs> well, okay, I, to be fair, I have two small children. Yeah, I, the yeah, amount of restauranting that I'm doing Yeah, and it's been very, hard. We've gotten... Been, it was easy. I feel like at the beginning of the pod when we asked that question, people were like, oh, these are my spots. But now it's, it's gotten yeah. harder and harder. It's harder. I mean... um, uh, Lawrence Fish probably to pick okay. up a big tray of sushi. sushi yeah. That's a real. That's a, a real staple. Um, the back of Jungbu also probably high up there. The food court in Jungbu. And are you getting the? Are you going to the dumpling window too? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, depends. Depends on the day, right? Yeah. You know, you got to get the chicken wings while you're there. I don't think I've ever had the wings there. Oh, they're yeah, really I good. Haven't either. They're hmm. good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I mean, it you know, shrinkflation, but they're good. Best price on uh, Alaskan King Crab Legs there, too. Yeah, I mean, mm, we probably tip. shouldn't be eating crab, to be clear. Yeah. Bad I, spelled with a K. Imitation <laughs> <laughs> King Crab Legs. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Uh, all right. What's your favorite fast food? Ooh, Blake's Burger. I'm going to New Mexico all the yeah. way here. Sorry. Really? How, is this a very popular Lotta chain? Burger. Yeah, Whataburger? No, Whataburger. Blake's oh, Burger. A Blake's Burger. That's true. Not Whataburger. No. Got it. Compare it. What would, it, what would its uh, Midwest equivalent be, size-wise? Uh, like a Culver's. Ooh. <laughs> now that's interesting. But then you can put green chili on it, right? So what's the order there? Uh, like the number, I think it's the number two, which is like green chili, mustard, mayonnaise, cheese on okay. a, a, a burger okay. with a side of seasoned fries so it's all burgers it's burgers no they do like a i think they do like a breakfast burrito um danny are you looking them up right now i'm looking at gabe's like this is kind of chicken things that he had done but i looked at his brunch menu too and there was like kind of the woods mushrooms that were amazing oh yeah all sorts i mean of gabe's, gabe's here's the thing he's gabe's, a talented dude yeah gabe's the best yes if you know him you love him that's true. Man, woman, child, animal. That's right. We all love him. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. What's your least favorite food? No such thing. Wow. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I'll give. I. What's my least favorite? No. I. I'm like a human garbage disposal. I will eat anything, probably. I mean, I'm high, low. I mean, what's my least favorite? Oh, doesn't exist. Hmm. Okay. Good enough. First time we've gotten that. <laughs> what do people usually say no I, uh it's, i think it's a challenging question uh we joe frillman said eggplant, eggplant which i agree with oh, really yeah oh that's terrible. but that's like a I minor mean, there's so allergy many, there's, i mean guys. there's so yeah. many ways to eat an eggplant he cited the texture which i agree with you but like also like the gooey texture but it I can also like be dry that. and crispy yeah. if you put it in, it's all eggplant is a chameleon let's yeah. put it this way we grew some eggplants in the garden this year and they rotted on the vine also <laughs> eggplant isn't worth it to grow no, it's not. I don't know it's how Donna would know. I don't know how it got in the garden to begin with. Actually, we also had like volunteer eggplant. Like, 
Spontaneous eggplant. <laughs> Immaculate conception. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite cocktail? Mm. Um, what is my favorite cocktail? Oh, maybe a Negroni. I mean, honestly, though, these days, I'll just have a beer. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a new, so fa- a new phase. What we should do is a segment where we have Christiana make a cocktail. Oh, my God. Because she I wants have to no learn idea. how to bartend. I have no idea. I know, but you we're going to do it. Let's send her to Scoff Law Bartending School. Let's do it. Okay, I'll do yeah, it. We should I'll do have it. A I can learn to make one I think cocktail. for the next... And she has to stay up late. For the next season. Yeah, I'll get a babysitter. Yeah. For the next video season. Okay. Yeah. It'll be teaching we'll Christiana the to deep make end. Her, Yeah. I think I, we'll put her behind the bar at Scoff on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. it'll, be fine. it'll be fine it'll she's be a great. fixer yeah i mean i got hospitality <laughs> hospitality in my in your blood so negroni are you going equal parts yeah okay i mean i think i don't know i always went equal parts until danny started shaving also a me. really dirty martini yeah that yeah. feels you know that feels like decadent yeah it's like, like I, blue I cheese olives take, yeah yeah and i want to i want to i want to take a shot but i'm not gonna say shot I'm gonna say really. I'm gonna say martini. (laughs) I want a fancy shot. Yeah, a short, fast drink. (laughs) Uh, What's your beer of choice? Are you obligated to say Parsons beer? Parsons beer. Good. Good answer. (laughs) All right. What is one thing that's always in your fridge at home? In my fridge or my pantry? Both. Either. Uh, Whatever you want. Hot sauce. There's always hot sauce. I'm a pantry. I'm a hot sauce person. Now, are you what? obligated to say Parsons hot sauce? No. What kind of hot? Yeah. What kind of hot? <laughs> I mean, sauce? depends. And chili oil. We yeah. got it. So we got everything going on. I mean, I love Louisiana as my baseline. Yep. Yep. Every. I, here's the thing. People who say Tabasco, fuck them. Fuck Tabasco. <laughs> yeah, my dad would agree with you. It's terrible. I, well, no, it's good. Gabe says it's good for like cooking. It. Yeah. It's like the right thing to cook with. Um, but man, I this popularity of chili crisp. I can yeah. get behind this. I'm, so good. You know, there's so many good uh, domestic and, you know. That sounded good. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the camera just turning don't off. Pay, don't pay attention to. <laughs> no, I think it was the camera yeah. turning mm-hmm. off. Yeah. It was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the camera's done. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, what? Uh, let's go kids' ages and favorite oh, food. Here's the thing. I, God, I'm such a fucking mom. There's no way to get around it. Uh, kids ages, Freya, five oysters, raw oysters. Wow. Yeah, that's her favorite. Wild. She that's like crazy. will. How many could she like, take down? I don't know. A, million. We don't, a bunch. I mean, me yeah. and Gabe can kick. I mean, it's a family tradition, I think. So Gabe's just bringing home oysters and shucking them? Yeah, I'll bring, we'll, we'll have oysters in the house and he'll He's shuck them for her and she'll be like, ah. Wow. I mean, when Mignonette, she was, when cocktail sauce? Just straight up a little lemon. Wow. I know. She's special. That's I mean, really all, all, cool, both yeah. of my children are very special. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, probably oysters. I mean, she's she's five, so sometimes she's like, I don't, I don't like Have that. Have your kids ever had an oyster? No, my kid. I mean, Freya, Arthur would push back. I just got Shannon to try oysters. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, she, cool. It's her thing. I'm and jealous. then Augie is like a year and a half. I don't, I don't He's a chaos goblin um any, anything <laughs> green goblin. you know like he'll he's eat green he's eating stuff. by the color he eats okay. by the color uh, it's a real second kid situation the second yeah. one you're like ah, yeah i'm so sorry buddy <laughs> all right what is your go-to host gift you're going to someone's house oh yeah i was just thinking about this because i'm about to go to somebody's house tomorrow mm. um i are we just going over or we're having dinner yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think. Well, well, I would say for me it would be wine. For Gabe, it would be uh, he's been making perfume. Wow. Interesting. So. So wild. He, yeah, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> making um, perfume. He's making perfume. So if if Gabe really likes you, yeah, he'll bring you some of his perfume. Some so, oh, some of his perfume. Is like it, that he uh, makes himself. Perfume is like my as a bar person. It's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, well, because you know, it like affects, it affects so much, so shit. much, yeah, so oh, much yeah. how you but taste like, things. You're trying to like have a cocktail, and you're getting like some crazy, yeah, for sure, aromas coming your way. But it's also request. like just like cocktail, 
crafting a cocktail, crafting yeah. a perfume is a lot of the same. I'm sure. Does yeah. he have like a little lab at home where yeah, he's it's giant, it's taken over like half pipettes. of our, our, our yeah. office. They lost their bedroom. <laughs> I mean, it's it's enormous. It's uh, it's called a perfumer's organ. Wow. Oh. So if you want to come see his organ, you can. <laughs> I wouldn't mind checking just out Just go up, Cave's walk, through our, walk through our bedroom, and you'll find it. <laughs> find his organ. That's uh, that's interesting. We we were looking at we're look we're moving the stock office soon, and one of the places we looked at was uh, right next to a an incense factory. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad we did not move there. It just that would be hard. Yeah. like incense I'd, in the alley. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, he some of the chemicals that you like some of the the base parts of perfume can be pretty powerful like at one point he washed a little mixing glass in our dishwasher Mm. and everything plastic that went through that cycle i had to trash because it picked up that scent so like all the water bottles and stuff all the mouthpieces of it Oh. That's crazy. So, is the yeah. base? It's like uh, it's like bitters. It's a alcohol base, right? Uh, you gotta have yeah, him come to on. Gabe. Yeah, have Gabe. Gabe yeah. knows a, a lot we'll more about perfume. We won't master perfumer. Yeah, yeah that would be, there we go. There be, we go. We know. That's the theme. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're bringing wine. I bring wine. Gabe's bringing perfume. Gabe's gonna bring perfume. What? Nobody. Nobody is unhappy when you show up with a decent bottle of wine. And if they if they don't want it, they can keep it and open it for somebody else. I've never yeah. been brought um, cologne or perfume yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know if i like the implication Here, plants though <laughs> plants stink, is the worst <laughs> worst people who bring plants no that's Wait, just res- future it, responsibility uh, yeah. it's like here's that's a house plant i think i'd be cool either take it, care of it or watch it die like that's not i don't like that it's and our friendship low. will follow suit yeah <laughs> it's low maintenance ish no it depends on the plant i guess so. it does bring a cactus lonesome rose style yeah there you go we've gone through a lot of them yeah we haven't even talked about lonesome rose yeah, once more. We'll save it for another episode. There <laughs> yeah, you go. there's another one now. There's yeah. there's two of them now. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, ooh, this is a good one for you. Favorite band or musician? Oh my god. <laughs> Favorite band or musician? Don't Jeez. say X. At the at the moment. Oh God, no. <laughs> no! I would never. That is, pr- you know what? She hates Blink One Eighty Two. You know what? Here's the thing. I had all when I so when I first started with Lindsay, I had all of his music stripped of the playlist. It was like kind of petty, I guess, but I was like, I'm not gonna show up at one of yeah, our restaurants and cool. his music is playing. So you guys never play Wayne Newton at the we office. We never. <laughs> <laughs> no Backstreet Boys. It was weird yeah, that that was on the playlist yeah, to begin with, but. Sure. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty easy going about music these days. Um, and also, like, I'm, like, in mom zone. Like, my kid might yeah. be cool with food, but she's not cool with music. She's like, hey. My kids are cool with music, surprisingly. See? But See? How's that feel? Yeah, Let me know. Cool. Is it cool? Yeah, but the food thing is way more important. I don't know. I don't know. It's both, like, you know, it always, the grass is always greener. I would love if greener. Arthur just, like, ate the food that we made for ourselves I, and here's the thing it's i would love to tell you that i did something to change that to to improve that it just they come preloaded yeah fair um, enough that makes me feel somewhat better but i still rally rage against it all well, the time i didn't know. eat dinner ever when i was a kid i hated what my mom my mom was like way ahead of healthy eating and mm-hmm. um so I you just, were getting punished i just wanted like what i thought was like normal american fare yeah and, uh, i wish that that's what arthur wanted what does he want to eat? <laughs> no, it's just, just like nothing. the same annoying stuff all the time. Like a peanut butter and jelly or something? <laughs> yeah, like toast and pickles and cheese is his Yeah, but I do too. Um, I mean. And then just like plain pasta with like cheese and butter. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, pizza occasionally. He I, likes burgers a lot, which is like, you start to feel weird feeding your child burgers with relative frequency. Why? I don't know. It just seems like not... Healthy. healthy are they scofflaw burgers is there like, lettuce on it no just like ketchup just ketchup and cheese every mm, time everyone will survive yeah I don't they know. all i mean they make it through i, I grew up like eating like, like weird out there diets like, yeah my mom was always on some kind of the same like crazy healthy food kick yeah. but like deep like ayurvedic diets mm. oh it's not what's not <laughs> anyway um favorite musician i don't know favorite band or band or musician maybe all right let me rephrase this for you okay maybe see most, the album you've played the most i, I am life. so yeah, i like, am so i have a hard time committing to being a favorite everything anything being yeah a favorite. i'm learning I'm not, played a lot 
most um, most impressionable album. Most impressionable. I mean, life. Neutral Milk Hotel back in the day. OG. That was a. Yeah, that like was Arab, a, in the airplane. Yeah, over in the, the airplane over the yeah, sea. Yeah, I love I mean, that album. All of us. It's not one I like to go back and listen to though. No, I put me out neither. Recently, I'll do some like, Paul eh. Simon. I'll go back to a Paul, Paul Simon. Yeah, very much Still stands the has, test of time. Has my has my heart. We're talking Graceland yeah. or um, There Goes Ryan Graceland, Simon. Graceland. Graceland. All the way through. It might be my top out. I love Astral Weeks, but Graceland might be. It's top three for sure. Oh, for Graceland sure. Like, is so good. The though. the five albums you're going to take to a desert island, that's right. one of them for me. Although Probably. I might do his uh, Live in Central Park 1991, uh-huh. which has a lot of Graceland songs on it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But you're getting more bang for your buck because it's two discs. Oh, there you go, dude. <laughs> think that, that might count as two of the um, discs. The first like, said albums. two albums of uh, <laughs> the first two Modest Mouse albums probably. Okay. Back when they were like scrappier. Yeah. Before I they mean, got comfortable. Before they get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Before they made it. Yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Oh. Favorite movie. Gosh. Do we still watch movies? Is yeah. Still constantly. Yeah. I don't have kids, um, but I constantly watch movies. Uh, yeah. Favorite movie. Um, mm, I don't really rewatch movies. That's the problem. I mean, Princess Bride. I watched yeah, a lot of Princess that's Bride. Great. That's, that's a classic. A that's a good answer. That'd probably Loves be Shannon's it. answer too. Yeah, it's a class. You know, so good. Feels good. Uh, yeah. All the acting so good in it. Yeah, all the the, the comedy's on point. Oh god, and so still good. very funny. Very so good. good. That's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. Another good twist on this one would be: What movie have you seen the most? It's not always for me. It could be favorite. like Happy Gilmore or uh, really or Royal Tenenbaums, probably. That one I'm not surprised yeah. by. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Danny's an elitist. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I do love that movie too. Uh, uh, you've seen Happy Gilmore more than Billy Madison? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're a golf boy. No, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> it was just as a kid. That was just one it hit. Yeah, he's fancy boy over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Mr. Private Club. All right, <laughs> uh, and then our last question. And it's not a favorite. Ugh. If you weren't doing... You've made it all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Right. It's okay. You're going to earn a, a host uh, bottled cocktail. So <laughs> there right. is a prize at the end, at the finish line. Wow. Uh, if you weren't doing this, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody thinks about that. I'm, I think that one of the amazing things about us is that it's never really been a top down so whatever it was i don't think i could i'm not like built to have a boss like a traditional boss mm-hmm. that is, you know somebody who tells me well, where have you been for eight hours so i don't know i'd probably be working for myself i would guess um yeah i think were your parents entrepreneurs uh no like did they have bought traditional bosses no they didn't have traditional boss. my mother yeah. would have never I think abided a traditional boss. I think that's a thing. I think my dad was, I mean, my dad did construction, had like a small yeah. construction company. And um, and I think that if you grow up in that environment, I think it's, you are kind of wired to want to do your own thing. Oh, or just, th- I mean, I think sometimes it's about seeing the options that are out there. Yeah. I talk about this a lot because, I, you know, our kids are in this urban environment. We both grew up rural, pretty poor. And like the most professional person I ever knew was a teacher. That was like the highest you could go in terms of a job. Everybody else was sort of, you know, working retail or working part-time doing stuff. Mm. And just the idea of like being a doctor, that was something that somebody else did. That wasn't something that I would be doing. And so I, but it's the same, like my mom would just never have taken a knee for a job, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and instilled in me that that was not the way that you would get there. My mom also didn't care about money at all. So (laughs) that sort of helps. Yeah. Do you think that that has helped you as a boss? Do you think that has made you, do you think about that with how you treat your employees? Um, It took me a long time to learn how to manage people and to find my way of managing people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody gets to it differently. And my main goal is to be fair and to like try and be present for the people who do the work to make this company um, run. And it took me a long time to learn how to do that uh, and like let go of my own ego in a situation. And I'm, you know, I'm like not, obviously not perfect, but like management style, 
mm-hmm. is something that like is a whole different podcast. A boss right. with an ego is a very dangerous thing. One hundred percent. I had one. A bo- I mean, it was a, awful. A boss who who wants to be a boss. Yeah. I think is is a hard one for me. Like I don't want to be. I I don't want. I remember there was a point at which I was like, I don't want the keys anymore. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you guys. I don't want to have the keys. I don't want the responsibility of having the keys to this restaurant. Someone else can do that, not me. Um, For sure. So nicely put. Well, that's a wrap on okay. Christiana Smith of Land and Sea Department. You made it. Yeah, uh, Christiana did it. Thank you for joining great. us today. You were great. Thank you. You're great. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Oof. And that concludes our conversation with Christiana Smith of Land and Sea Department, brought to you by Host Cocktails. That's H-O-S-T-E, Cocktails, Connect with Quality. This episode was produced by Matt Haddock, music by Captain Cuts, and our reels by the one and only Joe Guzzo III. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.